Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. We have had an interesting last few weeks talking about the pursuit of God, and we got on a topic called Don't Quit, and uh, I did part one of that last week, and I want to move to uh, part two. But I want to welcome you all to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast and I want to thank you all, members of the Kingdom Influencing Nation that is growing weekly uh, as you take on the challenge of making sure that you at least send this podcast to one other individual. I appreciate it and thank you very much for doing so. But today I, I want to jump right into it and make sure that we all get and understanding that, you know, there are a lot of things that happen to us in this life as we're in pursuit of God. There's a lot of things going on in the world today, um, a lot of things going on in our families and our jobs and school, um, a lot of things going on in our mind. There are things that go on in our mind. We don't even let people in. But I, I, I want to say to you that in light of everything that's going on, uh, where you grew up, what side of the tracks you grew up on, who your parents were, that God has a plan. He still has a plan for our lives. And so we need to remain to remain in pursuit of him in spite of how we feel and in spite of uh, what's going on uh, individually and collectively. So I, I want to say this. I want to give you a scripture that we can rest on and, and kind of float into some of the other things that uh, God wants us to know um, because we're not going to continue to default to the sin in our lives. Some of you are tired, literally tired of doing the same old thing, literally tired of every time you go through a problem or a process that's, uh, has some degree of difficulty to it. You just quit. You just sit on the sidelines. You don't finish the book. You don't finish the plans. You don't finish the race, the race that has been given to you and the race has been given to the swift of or to the strong but unto those that endure to the end and and i want you to know this that uh my old pastor used to say to me bishop uh and quitters never win winners never quit and quitters never win 
And so we have to be careful to walk out our faith in fear and trembling, walk out our salvation in fear and trembling, remembering that inch by inch is a cinch, but by the yarder's heart, take it a little bit at a time, one day at a time, and you'll get through the process which will lead to the promise. But here's something that you need to know. No matter what we're going through in life, or no matter what we've been through in life, no matter what we will go through in life, so this is for past, present, and future struggles, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. We need to know this that all things are working for the good. Not only do we need to know that, we need to know that God is interceding for us through his son and through the power of the Holy Spirit, that we have two mighty prayer warriors interceding for the world on a daily basis. And he knows exactly what he's praying for. So the reason these things are inherent to those who are believers and those who are called is simply because we have been predestined to be conformed to the image of a son, that we might be the firstborn among many brethren. God wants us to be the firstborn, those who come after Christ and those who leave an example of who Christ was in the earth. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he called, and whom he called, watch this, if you've been called, I've been called, then here's the plan of God. He's justified us, and whom he's justified, these he also glorified. So God has a plan for our life that's not for our destruction, but for a future and a hope. And we have to have hope in the finished work of Jesus Christ. We have to believe that even though we're going through hell and high water, that God is bigger than the hell and bigger than the high water, bigger than the struggle and the trouble, and that we're coming out on the other side better than we were. So then I want to read something that I've been pulling from uh, Matthew, I mean Romans chapter 8, uh, starting at verse 28, but I want to continue reading uh, verses 31 uh, through 39. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? In other words, if we've been called, we've been justified. If we've been justified, we've also been glorified. So what should we say to this? That God, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Remember, his son had to suffer. His son had to go through the valley of indecision. His son had to go through a process. And if his son, Jesus Christ, had to go through a process. Surely we're going to do the processes that he has for us. So then watch this. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. At the end of the day, God makes sure that what's supposed to happen to us happens to us and what we're supposed to endure, we endure. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who even at the right hand of God also makes intercession for us. Christ is the only one that condemns us, and he hasn't condemned us. As a matter of fact, he died so that we won't be condemned. He came that he didn't he came into the world not to condemn the world, but that all should have eternal life. So then who shall separate us from the love of Christ? I mean what? 
who? What is it that we're going through? Who is it that's in our ear that's speaking like Jezebel and tried to speak to Elijah to get him not to do the things that God has called him to do? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? In other words, regardless of what we go through in the valley, regardless of what we go through on a daily basis, we should never quit. We should never give up. As it is written, watch this, for your sake, we are killed all day long. This is part of our process. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. You can't live life. Oh, people want to live their best life without Christ. And if you live with Christ, then living your best life will also include the suffering and the slaughter that goes along with it. Everything's not going to be perfect. Everything's not going to be your way. It's not going to be happy, 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 happy all the time. And we need to embrace life and embrace the good, the bad, and the ugly that comes with being on this earth. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. That's why we don't quit. We're more than conquerors through him who loved us. His love will sustain us through the battle. He'll be our battle axe. So here's what Paul says to close this out. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, that's demonic principalities, demonic powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing should separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And we can't be fooled by what we see. I know we see a lot of stuff. And I know we see a lot of people doing a lot of crazy stuff. People being killed on the news every day police brutality. There's just so many things that we could direct our prayers to. That's why we have to be led of the spirit to know, is it human trafficking? Is it uh, uh, negative things going on in high places, whether it be the government, whether it be the school system? You know, hypocrisy is what, what I was trying to say. Hypocrisy going on in various levels of institutions of higher learning or, or, or institutions of law, or institutions of justice or institution, uh, uh, institutions of, of corporate greed, whatever it is, wherever we are, God has a specific purpose and a specific plan and specific prayers that go along with this purpose and his plan. And we have to be cognizant of what those are. We have to be, we have to become enlightened. We have to become aware of what's going on around us. We can't just veg out in uh, Hulu and Netflix and Hellbox Office, I mean, HBO, Cinemax, I mean, Cinemax. We, we can't just veg out on these things and not understand that there's a bigger picture. There's a, a, a meta-narrative surrounding the narrative that currently fills our life, that God has a plan for humanity that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, whosoever, everybody in the earth, 8 billion people, whosoever believes in him uh, shall not perish but have eternal life. So there's a plan and we're part of that plan. We may be a small wheel or a small boat, but we're part of that plan. So so even though we see, uh, see the world sometimes, it feels like the world's going to hell in a handbasket, but it's not. This is what you need to know. Uh, 2 Corinthians 
And this is what Paul wrote to the Corinth church, which was one of the most uh, corrupt churches in the world at that time. But this is what he wrote. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. We talked about that a little bit when we talked about the devil. Who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine in them. So people don't want to believe uh, on the things of God. They, they want to believe on other things because if they can believe in other things, then they don't have to focus on the truth. Okay, so watch this. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants. A bondservant is someone who wants to be a servant. They dedicate their lives, but not because they are made to serve. It's because they want to serve. So, for we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus Christ. So Paul and his crew were bondservants for the people in the world, preaching the gospel. Even though people, watch this, even in Paul's time, did not want to hear the truth. For it is the, it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. All right. But we have this treasure. This is all of us in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. And I always told you, kingdom principle number one, it's not about us. It's always about God. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, in our flesh, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. So then watch this. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. I mean, these are reasons that we have to give God some praise. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be made manifested in our bodies. So we have to die in order to live. Christ had to die in order to resurrect. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may manifest and may be manifested in our mortal flesh. This principle of suffering, this principle of dying to self, this principle of persecution, these things build maturation, but these also build the character of Christ in us. So when Christ wants to get more of us out of us, he puts us through situations that cause our flesh to die in order that the spirit in us might live. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, and therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the grace having spread through the many may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, listen to me. I'm telling you, don't quit. I need you to finish strong. I need you to finish what you started. So here it is. And I don't know if I shared that in the beginning, but that's what I've been talking about. Not quitting. Finish what you started. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet 
the inward man is being renewed day by day. So we go through trial. We go through tribulation. We go through persecution. We go through hurt. But the outward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Listen to me again. Listen to this again as I close today. Therefore, in spite of what we're going through, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, whatever you're going through is a light affliction. May seem like a difficult weight, but it's light. It's but for a moment. It's working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. It has heavenly consequences for us to endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. While we do not look at the things which are seen, for the things that are seen are, are, are temporary. The things which are seen are temporary, but things which are seen but at the things which are not seen. So don't focus on the things that you see. Focus on the things you can't see. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are, not, which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal in the heavens. And there are some things that you haven't seen, but God is going to bless you in spite of what you see. Listen, you've been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. We've been talking about don't quit, finish what you started. I'll see you again next week. Happy Thanksgiving to all. God bless. <music>